Welcome to another episode of RTAF Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm Andrew Norris, and in this episode, we bring John Speaker back. And when I say we, I mean the royal we, as in the infamous royal we from Big Lebowski. Anyway, I just needed to set the tone for this one. John obviously used to co-host with me, and it was great to have him back. We sprawl out on this episode. We talk about uh, a lot of stuff, but it's all kind of centered around the human question of why are we here? What is consciousness? Why make art? How best to go about making art? And we even have a visionary haiku at the end. Glad to bust that out one more time. I think it's fun. Also, a little surprise for anyone who listens until the end. Uh, John and I are doing a little giveaway on this episode. So you'll figure that out uh, once you got to listen to the whole episode. We leave uh, little breadcrumbs along the way. So without further ado, my man, John Speaker and I, Wax and poetic. Peace. of this podcast you <laughs> stole it from yep so there you have it wait what podcast is this this is um this is uh this is my favorite murderer of course <laughs> what i thought that was two women yeah it's not anymore <laughs> i stole that one from them too oh cool yeah so we talked about people that we murdered that i that i'm that I've murdered. You you confess your murders to the guests. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's like uh <clears throat> it it all comes out at the end. I save it all for the end. Yeah. And I'm like, and the biggest twist is it was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a cool idea. It's not bad. I mean, it's a it's it's a living, you know. Yeah, yeah. As they say. Yeah, I guess you have to keep I, I like you have to keep murdering people to keep the podcast going. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough paradox because I keep confessing to these murders, <laughs> and yet here I am. You haven't even gotten a call from the cops or anything. No. Huh. Well, I guess yeah, like with COVID and everything, they don't want to they don't want to touch you. Yeah, or, they don't. You know, they're doing an even worse job than they were before. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they they're like yeah. We'll get to him later. I mean, it's not pressing. Yeah, it's an open and shut case. Like I mean, a lot of people don't like the the people. If he that stacks you, a yeah. few more bodies. It's not yeah. that big of a deal, you know. They're, they're terrible people anyway. It's like you're doing them a, f- a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming back on the podcast, John Speaker. Yeah. Woo. Yep. It's been John's a long back. Time. Um, just for this episode and many more, but like not all, not all. 
the episodes. <laughs> yeah. I've got to, you know, I got to keep my murder quota <laughs> going so that he doesn't, you know, he if he came in and started doing it again like all the time, I might I might lose some fans. <laughs> you know, because you'd be getting you'd be tallying some bodies. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be a cool competition. There's like not much to do these days, you know. Yeah. You can't go out to eat, so what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was good banter, Sesh. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. We, we were kidding. Yeah, I, that was all a big joke, just in case in 10 more years I'm in a court case and the lawyer says, this is interesting, and he clicks play, and I'm like, yeah, I got bodies. <laughs> well, you know, I quit the podcast so I could start going to improv class, and uh, <laughs> I'm glad I got to flex my skills. Yeah. Are you you're hitting up that Niwat improv oh, class yeah. at mm-hmm. the at the uh local market? Yeah, right? totally. Yep. They have mm-hmm. it in the back. Yeah. Yeah, well it's not really like a class. I pretty much just go around town and, you know, harass people. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. So it's <laughs> like your own it's like your own master class taught by yourself. Yeah, they don't know that they're students as well, but you know. Mm. So it's like jackass but with um Obi-Wan Kabrobi. Yes. Yes, I'm the, I'm the the Bam Margera of improv. <laughs> That's sick, man. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. You yeah. really you, you know, since since you used the podcast uh as a launch pad for your improv career, I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm really happy that you were able to you know, step on the podcast so that it could push you into the stratosphere of, of exactly. creativity in in improv. Yeah, I kind of I kind of go along my path, looking at everybody I meet as somebody I could take advantage of in order to move <laughs> to the next level. Right, right. You know, I mean, that's you know, that's the Hollywood way. Yeah, it's the path to success. And since we've moved to Hollywood, uh, we didn't really tell anyone this, but <laughs> I guess you know now's a good time to talk about it. Uh, as you may or may not know, uh, with the episode. Uh, with Quali, uh, Hollywood came knocking. Ooh. You knew that, John. They saw that production. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the production quality, the the just sheer top-notch writing. <laughs> and they said, we have to have you. And, you know, you can't really say no yeah. to those guys. Yeah, you, you know guys, what I mean. You got your own uh, Netflix sitcom. Yeah. Multicam. Yeah. Pretty cool. I thought those were dead. Yeah, sitcoms are alive and well now. So, uh, there you go. Shouts to us. You're a real, you're a real force of nature. I'm a real force of the Hollywood machine. <laughs> this is great, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I've been, you know, I had so much fun doing with this with you. For you know, like how long did we do the podcast? Like a year and a half. Uh well yeah con- counting the times we like pre-recorded all, like our first 10 episodes or whatever mm-hmm. or close to those um yeah it was about a year and a half yeah it was so cool i mean like we became friends in the process and mm-hmm. it was awesome and then it's weird to not do it for so long because it was like getting to be a little too much for me but then right having no podcast at all is you can't really you try to like I try to express myself in like an Instagram caption or something, but it's Doesn't. so yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, this is 
don't know. It's just such a fun way to kind of play around with ideas. And yeah, it's interesting too because like I I have trouble with like typing a bunch of shit out on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I might as well just say it on the podcast if I really want to say it. You know, totally. It's it's so much more direct. Um, I was actually talking about this with uh, with Anthony Thogmartin and. I think one of the my big whatever idea about all this is that I think social media would be naturally a lot more chill of a space if you couldn't use just written text. Yeah, if you yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Like if if there was like a name connected to it and you had to articulate with your voice. Right. Like and express and your your face, you like know, a like, recording of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It would but you know, that's I then I think the like engagement would drop because you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. And you have to really form your idea well. Mm-hmm. Um, but with text, you can just kind of, you know, people just are typing as fast as they can. Grammar and, and coherency be damned. Yeah. And, and then it, it just gets, uh, you know, we all know how it gets. But <laughs> yeah. well, I even feel too like even if I spend a little time working on a caption or something mm-hmm. that you just, you can't really convey tone. Right. And like, like sometimes I don't know if my captions come off as like, dude, John's like, like, I don't know if it looks like I'm some, like having like a psychotic break or something, <laughs> or if it like, if it hits, you know, cause <laughs> like here you can kind of hear like, Oh, he's got a joyful tone and he's talking right. and he's kind of weird, but whatever. But like in a caption, I don't, I don't know if I put it out there. If well, that's read the it. thing is like, every single person that reads that caption interprets it probably slightly different. And some people, yeah, you, you've got to rely on, first of all, people's literary skills, your own included. Yeah. And then, and then second of all, their own internal dictionary about whatever everything Mm -hmm. means. Cause it's different when you hear a word and and the tone behind it Mm -hmm. rather than just, seeing a word you know like the word onomatopoeia will never be able to encapsulate the (laughs) you know like you can never exactly yeah well Uh, i don't know i was (laughs) i lost that one yeah (laughs) sorry was it my was it my weird exploding sound that yeah that really threw me off yeah well oh i I definitely wanted to talk about social media with you in mm-hmm. general. Uh, I thought we had a pretty cool discussion on New Year's about it. Like, yeah, I'm so fucking tired of the algorithm. First of all, and yeah. I okay, look, I know every you hear every artist like drone on and on about how their engagement has dropped and like, mm-hmm. but look, man, we're all we're all like sacrificing the gift of art at the altar of Instagram right yeah. now. And it's fucked mm-hmm. up and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I just put my finger down on the table. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, a lot of people would just be like, you know, you have to just don't be so connected to it or like, don't be too attached to your engagement. And, but you know, like we're artists and so much of the way, especially now without mm-hmm. having art shows and stuff, it's, the main way to share art and have people go to your website to check stuff out. And whenever the the algorithms change and you were like, 
at least for me, I was like on top of the world. Right. I had this crazy rise. Some reason the algorithms, (laughs) (laughs) but like for some reason, I don't know, they favored me or whatever I was doing. And then like- You were anointed there for a while. Yeah, which was strange. And then- You were the chosen one. There's all these crazy things with that because people become resentful of you. Whereas like, hey, I'm just trying to make and share art. Like you, like it's not my fault that for some reason I- like I didn't, I wasn't doing any special tricks for some reason. Right. Like my account caught fire. I don't know do why. Do you think, do you think it had to do with like, so you're making art in Philly mm-hmm. and then you probably told your following then like, Hey, I'm moving to Colorado. Yeah. And then like, once you moved to Colorado, you kind of like cross pollinated in in some way where mm-hmm. where the algorithm was like wow you're doing interesting shit yeah or it, or something like that it could have been something like that for sure yeah yeah but you had like a crazy can we yeah i guess we should talk about it like you i don't know you tell me like what how did how did it happen or like, like what what were your numbers like i guess before and after and mm-hmm. and now so like the trajectory of the thing yeah so I lived in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I lived in Philly. And, you know, uh, I had, like, before I moved out here, I had, like, almost 5,000 followers, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't selling much art at all. Yeah. And then I moved out here because it looked like shit was happening out here. And it looked like all these people were supposed to be my friends. Yeah. So I came out here and I want to be a part of something happening. And then, yeah, in, like, the first couple years that I moved here, it just the numbers kept stacking up, you know, like I doubled my following and I don't know, like less than a year or something. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept going. Like every day I'd be getting like 200, 300 followers. Damn. And like, I started selling a bunch of art. I'm like, Oh my God, like I, I've done it. Right. I'm like a cool famous artist now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like that's what it felt I don't like. I know about cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, I don't know, like, so, yeah, I mean, w- within like two or three years, all of a sudden I had over 100,000 followers. Yeah. And I was able to like quit my job and make a living as an artist. And that all, like, I don't really know many people that have had, know many artists that have had such a quick kind of explosion in their following. Yeah. Like, personally, I don't really know anybody that's experienced yeah. anything quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I know artists that have experienced success beyond mine in different ways, but as far as like Instagram, social media success, it's kind of an an anomaly as far as like my circle of friends goes. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, you're just like, Oh, people like don't like me because of this, which was weird. Yeah. But then a lot, like a lot of people do like you, like uh, all these people find you and they're like, Oh yeah, I love your art and this and that. But then you hear some other artists are like kind of talking shit on you. Yeah. And that's really scary because you're like, I'm just like, I, I'm just a dude making paintings and right. like trying my best and trying to be nice. Right. And uh, so all that's kind of strange. And it was, it felt like I couldn't miss in a way. Like I was just, whatever I put up, there was all these people just like, yeah, way to go, John. You really <laughs> did it. <laughs> just a, a, you know, 5,000 pats on the back or yeah. whatever. Which is crazy. And y- you don't realize it until like, uh, about a year ago it seemed like either i don't know what happened either like people got used to me so it wasn't as exciting to maybe find me in my art Mm -hmm. 
if the algorithms change, if I just like, if my art isn't as good, I don't know, but my engagement has like, you know, I, I, I keep gaining followers, but engagement keeps going down and down. That's so strange. And then what, like you don't, well, I'm sure other people like have had this feeling like, I don't know is like, is it just the algorithms have like, are they favoring something else? Uh, is but then there's also these things you sit there and you're like, is my art not cool right, anymore? Right. And, and then w- without really realizing it, social media, like I didn't realize it at the time during that rise, but it created like an addiction. Absolutely. Yeah. Because whenever you're getting, whenever, anytime you have to share like your path as an artist and your works. And it seems like, you know, there's just this explosion of people that are so psyched to see it. And then it feels like half of them leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm sitting there like, am I not cool anymore? Do I like, am I getting worse as an artist? Or yeah. It's well, very confusing. There's, um, I'm not sure what it is, but I, you know, I can't really cite it right now, but I, I think there's this, basic psychological principle based on a study that says like in order to get someone or, or, or even like an animal or something, um, hooked on, uh, a stimulus or an object, Mm -hmm. you have to very randomly reward and punish them. Yeah. And so that's what I think the tactic is going on here. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's crazy. It's, it's definitely like a drug. It's like, it's like, a you know someone a heroin dealer getting someone addicted to heroin Mm -hmm. and then being like oh yeah it's gone yeah like and it's like and then it you think like well is it something that i did or did the yeah did the supply just (laughs) run out or you know like what what Mm -hmm. is it yeah and it leaves you wondering i mean it must you know my, my engagement has dropped too but it's i mean i'm i'm just like whatever but like it's it's all just like relative to where we are and like mm-hmm. if you feel anything fall away y- you know it's like it could just be the algorithms but also i don't want to like put it off on that because right i still like want to take on the responsibility of like oh i need to make better art or, i need or yeah you think and you're like thinking t- that but then but mm-hmm. then isn't that influencing the art that you make mm. so it's like this weird catch 22 where well it's like this i think yeah is that it's it's a reason to maybe slow down mm-hmm. and incorporate presence practices like meditation, make sure I'm getting out and having fun and enjoying my life yeah. and filling the well so that it, like what I realize is that Instagram engagement doesn't make you happy. <laughs> That's for sure. It's like, it's kind of like, it's very similar to, I've never been like a co a coke guy yeah but yeah. it seems to be very similar to like a cocaine or a stimulant habit where you get that dopamine hit and like i don't want to be a fucking instagram coke addict person <laughs> right. I, like i want to live a fulfilled peaceful life right so there's so much more to life outside of the, yeah. the phone screen yeah so in a way it's like instead of letting the algorithms or whatever or audience or whatever own me it's just an excuse to dive deeper into my own life and find deeper joy Mm -hmm. in the present moment and that like whenever you're just whenever out of nowhere all these 
seems like all these people are paying attention to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It can kind of like take you away from the core of creativity a little bit too. Yeah. So it's almost like a good reason to dive back into just loving the process of creativity itself. Yeah. And even like, you know, whenever nobody's buying your art and then a ton of people want to buy your art, you're like, you kind I got in this mode of like only making things that I could sell. Mm-hmm. And now I'm making a lot more shit that like nobody's going to see. Yeah. I'm not going to try to sell because I'm actually trying to just enjoy it. I don't know. I just take this whole weird thing as like a lesson in a way. Yeah. And also be very grateful for the people that are engaged and are yeah, sticking exactly. with you. Yeah. There's this idea of uh, like the smallest viable audience, mm-hmm. you know, like a thousand true fans. Yeah. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of cool. Like, you know, I, I'm kind of seeing it with the podcast too. I'm like, okay, the numbers aren't as high as they were in the very beginning, but like they're still like slowly trickling in. I'm like, exactly. okay, I've got around, you know, there's there's about 420, 20, 20 people <laughs> listening. 420. 20. And that's to, and you know, like it's cool because, you know, I can make a reference like that and someone who has listened for that long, for this long, mm-hmm. can now be like, hot dang, I know <laughs> yeah. what that is. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, those are the people or just anybody, whoever's tuned in at that time, just be grateful that they give a fuck. Exactly. And it's like, you know, we get distracted by shiny numbers that like, you know, somebody's like holding a, carrot in front of you or i don't know what the analogy is but some sort of shiny object uh, it's just like i don't know trying to remember what really matters is like enjoying what you do and being really grateful that you get to do it yeah and that people the people that, that care, people care care about it yeah and, at all yeah and it yeah so Cause it's, it, it yeah. is a double-edged sword because as much as it, it fucks it can fuck with us mentally um you know also, no one would know about my shit and no one would know about your shit yeah, without it. I know. And actually, uh, last week's guest, Supercilious, put it really well. He was like, you don't have to do all this work, this all this extracurricular work outside of making the art. Mm-hmm. You get to. Yeah. Totally. He made the point that like, you know, in the 90s, if you wanted your work to be seen, you'd have to take out full page ads or, mm-hmm. or like, pay, you know, pay like pretty premium prices to, exactly. to get your shit seen. So like even when the algorithms are fucking you, if that is the case, yeah, is you still have access, such easy access to an audience in yeah. a way that you never did before. Right. It's just like, just work with what you have. And yeah. Yeah. I'm really just, you know, it's just weird. It's weird to go from like a nobody to having a huge audience and then seeing that thing that kind of fucked with. Yeah. 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 And then I don't, it's just like a weird head trip. Yeah. It's like, like whenever I was just, yeah, the anointed one or something (laughs) and like people would complain about Instagram. I'd be like, Oh, you just got to like not be too attached to it. But (laughs) it's so easy to say when you're just grooving. Right. Yeah. And then once it starts falling away, you're like, Oh, this is what people were talking about. I, I just couldn't know. I didn't have a reference for it yet. Right. Right. So it creates like a lot of empathy too, because sure. I understand why people do have so many problems with social media now a little bit too. And but it's all grooving, and it's all working out, and it's cool, and it's fine. And yeah, you just like gotta keep 
just keep moving, keep making cool shit and sharing it. Yeah. Keep adapting and evolving. Mm -hmm. And I'm really trying to just pay attention to like not being so attached to external forces and yeah, like just really paying attention to enjoying what you do and loving it. And then like, it doesn't really matter in a way. Yeah. Like that's an ideal state. Right. You know, that's if I can envision enlightened artist John, you know, he's just <laughs> doing his thing at peace and he's happy. Right. And he's sharing his stuff with no attachment. But it's hard. It's yeah. It's going to take a little while to get there, too. Right. Yeah. Because I'm a person. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, man. It's crazy. This year has just been really crazy. And uh, I'm yeah. pretty glad we're on the other side of it i guess i guess we're on the other side of it are, who fucking knows we're honestly. on the other side of a year but no but i'm saying like it also sort of seems like that we might be on the downhill slope yeah I hope and so. i don't want to say that i honestly take that back because like as soon as you say something like that mm. it's guaranteed to it's like it's like when i'm when my dog's in the room and I'm like, yeah, she's really well behaved. And then she'll like take a piss on the carpet or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. I shouldn't <laughs> have said anything. Well, but like, yeah, it, it does have that kind of feeling that, that like maybe we we're past the worst of it. Yeah. I hope so. And like, yeah, hopefully we are and maybe we aren't. And, <laughs> but regardless is like, you still have to just do what you got to do as in, you know, create, healthy habits find something you enjoy in life and work with what you have mm-hmm. work with what you've got and yeah this weird this year has been so strange mm-hmm. yeah what have you been up to this summer uh, uh you know like last i think that was the last time you were on the podcast was uh in may i think wow yeah so i went through a whole summer dude it's <laughs> did you go to any festivals <laughs> nope <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> you know what's so weird is i feel like as this covid weird new world that we're in has gone on is like my me- everything kind of is like blurred together yeah and i'm trying to think like what did i do this summer yeah uh, i mean what did i do i mean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like my parents came out to visit we mm-hmm. worked we worked on the house <laughs> Nice. That was cool. I made paintings. Uh, went on some hikes. Yeah. It was really nice being able to go outside. Like we went camping in Rocky yeah. Mountain National Park. Yeah. That was probably like my favorite day of the summer. So that was that was one of my favorite days too. Yeah, we had a tight little crew. That's when we found out that you were actually my grandson. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> Interesting. That's for another time though. Yeah. Andrew's my grandpa. Grandpa Andy. Yeah. Uh, Papa. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, I mean, yeah, it was mostly just like going outside, I think, and then making art. I didn't really like do stuff, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, my favorite day this summer was me and you and Sarah and Morgan Mandala and Emily Kell and my wife Blair. We all camped at Rocky Mountain National Park, and then we woke up super early. Yeah, and we went to this trailhead that fills like too too early, like, not but yeah. not too early, like five 
a.m. I thought it was we woke up four. at like four forty-five. Yeah, we woke up at four and then got ready and then went to this trailhead that fills up by like five thirty. Yeah, it was fucking. So we were there in the dark. People are hardcore about oh yeah hiking, man. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. But then once you're on, like we start walking up this trail and the sun comes up and then this like really warm glow comes through the aspen trees and yeah it's just like the most beautiful thing you've seen and we may or may not have been on some um we were mood 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 uplifting substances and (laughs) yeah we found out that you were my grandpa and that was very special (laughs) yeah i'm you know i'm honored i didn't know (laughs) it's cool that they're they have those 23 and me's out yeah it is right all over the strewn across the trails everywhere yeah (laughs) <laughs> I had some notes, and they're all very, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to. So my idea, to go back to the algorithm thing, was like, mm-hmm. my idea was to just go full uh, full manifesto against the algorithm, mm-hmm. which is like, now that we've talked about it, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's maybe a little, uh, ex- not extreme, but just maybe a little unnecessary. Yeah, well, but also like yeah. I think maybe it's it it's good to frame it as kind of a mental, uh, a, a mental medicine or a mental block from all the bullshit that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You can. It's hard to say this because not everybody's in the same position, and I think uh, what I don't like about it is that we all feel like we need Instagram. Yeah, or that we need Facebook. Mm-hmm to do what we do and we and the reality is is that we do they're excellent tools yeah but like i don't know my my head is goes more towards like whenever the the pandy lifts Mm -hmm. uh i hope that we can just do more renegade shows and and pop-up galleries Mm -hmm. and stuff like that maybe like like calls to artists to band together to do to do things like in real out. life yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well so and you were dreaming up kind of like an idea of maybe like contacting as many artists as you can and get them together to kind of be like hey why in the fuck do one percent of the people that follow us see what we're posting well it becomes here's the thing that's scary about it is that it's becoming uh, a pay-to-play uh arena you yeah. know where where it's just going to be like any fucking other thing in life where it's like the people who already have the resources will just consolidate more resources exactly and be able to pay for ads and Mm. eventually that's all you'll see it's like every other i'm gonna look it up right now to confirm but like i know for sure after the first post that you see on instagram it's an ad oh yeah and then like i think almost every other post is a sponsored thing mm-hmm. well yeah and you know there's this really cool thing now right where you can do your own thing and like comedians can too like podcasts and artists we can all do our own thing but we're right. still beholden to if you're on youtube there's certain things you can't say or else nobody will see your video right and yeah. so it's like we're all allowed to do our own shit and produce our own shit but still we have to go through these channels that are like actively filtering and manipulating visibility and all that yeah yeah i mean i don't know i'm i've never been a fan of censorship but i i also 
get it to a certain extent like but but at the same time like what the fuck am i gonna say you know i don't know (laughs) yeah i was just i don't know at least in a way i suppose i'm an idealist where i think everybody should just be able to say whatever the fuck they want i mean i i pretty much agree with that if your ideas suck somebody else can have a better idea and then your idea looks dumb but like if somebody doesn't have a better idea than you then like I don't know. It's yeah, like, it's it's kind of like on the responsibility of the person hearing someone saying some dumb shit to be like, that's some fucking dumb shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or some or some racist shit or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. you had like we're all adults here. Exactly. You know, like I don't know. I although on the flip side of that, this is why I never take a stand on anything. Yeah, because like there's <laughs> always like a flip side. Exactly. But, like on the flip side of that, like. You know, I think that uh, sort of laying some blame on the educational system is always, like, the correct answer. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. we don't have, like, critical thinkers Yeah, objective so reasoning anymore, and... you know? Well, that, I mean, we, we do, like, most people are critical thinkers. But they just haven't flexed that muscle in a while. Yeah. But, or something, I don't know. But, like, the thing is, is, like, I think a lot of loud people aren't critical thinkers. They want attention and power a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, most people, I think, are rather reasonable and able to, like, navigate information and have insight. Like, but then, I don't know, I just think it would be a shame to, like, m- to morph our whole society in a way to, like, you know, like, I don't, like, manipulating free speech and stuff because there's a small part of the population that doesn't have the skills to decipher things. Right. Whereas the majority aren't loud and are reasonable and, like, want to learn and to hear opposing opinions and nuance and that, like, I think the majority misses out on the fact that we're scared of a minority of people that might, not be able to like decipher or like you know read like somebody reads flat earth <laughs> shit right but then they but, don't but, also yeah but i feel like flat earth was like a a litmus test of yeah. how gullible people are yeah. and i mean even even if one percent of the world's population is gullible enough to believe in flat earth like mm-hmm. outright then that's still like too many in a way, you know, but, but I also wouldn't censor that idea yeah. because I, for me, I think it's hilarious yeah. and it's been a really like fun thing to poke fun at. And, yeah. And I don't know. Well, I just don't but, understand like why it's like, if somebody wants to think the earth is flat, like who cares? Yeah. Like go ahead, man. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> change anything really. Yeah. Like, cause we all are riding on like, we all are dogmatic in certain ways and all have insane biases. Yeah. And just because like, it's easy for you to point at this person's bias. Like, like you also have a ton of weird biases and you're spewing misinformation all the time. But for some reason, the way you're doing it is fine. (laughs) But because these people think the earth is flat, it's (laughs) a ball, like they're terrible and it's the downfall of society, but it's just like, no, it's just people like, I also have, I mean, I also kind of have a soft spot for people who believe in uh, conspiracies or conspiracy theories. Yeah. Because, like, I think I think the comedian uh, Ron Funches mm-hmm. put it really great 
uh, in his special from a couple of years ago, he's like, he's like, yeah, I understand. Like, if you don't believe all conspiracies or even most conspiracies, but you want to tell me you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? Exactly. Like, you think the government is just batting a thousand, like, (laughs) like straight up telling us the truth all the time? Like, of course not. Come on, no. (laughs) Yeah, every corporations lie all the time. Yeah, I mean people. People lie. People lie all the time. We're probably lying right now. Yeah, in, in some way. <laughs> yeah, in some like, way that we don't even know. I'm doing my best to be truthful, but I'm sure, like, maybe I'm saying something stupid or like, <laughs> incorrect. Or, right, right. And we're conspiring to spew dumb shit into this yeah, podcast. We're trying to be. Uh, oh, we lied our asses off at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. It was, but that was in the name of art, so it's cool. Watch, yeah, and like. <laughs> Yeah, watch. There's gonna be one listener that's gonna hear us and be like, "Dude, Andrew was a murderer." Did you guys hear? (laughs) I hope so. That I mean, you know, it's just it's so strange, like the the contagion of of ideas. And I I get that, like, some ideas are 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 quite dangerous, Mm -hmm. but also like we have to build more like resilient human beings and more critical critically thinking human beings yeah and even resilience to like if somebody disagrees with you that that doesn't destroy your sanity or yeah or it doesn't destroy even your relationship with them exactly or the or yeah. a relationship you could have with them mm-hmm. um because like when the apocalypse hits uh we're all gonna need each other a lot more than we think yeah well and even in regular life, we all need each other more than we think. Yeah. You know? we're like, we're all part of one body called humanity. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know. I, you know, I feel like it's been beat to death, but just that maybe if we stopped trying to be so upset because other people think thing think about things differently than us and instead like extending a hand and trying to understand each other and having, you know, like, allowing diversity of thought yeah 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 i mean i again just being more resilient and not and not fragile and mm-hmm. not being like uh, like scared i don't know i don't know man well, it's, it's hard to put everything in into words sometimes and uh you know I, well i think it's like if we identify with what we think and if we identify with their opinions mm. like you're you're doomed yeah oh totally (laughs) totally yeah okay so this is a good place to kind of dovetail in meditation because that i mean i know that you've been practicing it Mm -hmm. i've been a a big fan of it and practicer of it um went started going really really daily on it Mm -hmm. since quarantine started and of course missing a few days i want to definitely put it out there yeah i'm not i'm not don't come to me for uh any advice, but especially like, um, you know, spiritual advice or, or whatever, but mind advice. But you were saying something about believing all your thoughts. And I think that that's one of the key things about meditation is that it, you, you sort of extricate yourself from this just constant chattering of your mind, just, Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, then you're able to step back and see all these little 
fantasies you create in your head every day where like oh well this person says this and this yeah. this would be my response and, oh you, what you're gonna say that yeah you really gonna go there it's you know, always so it's, like and you're exaggerated just exaggerated like, it's so exaggerated and it's shit that will never happen and mm-hmm. it's so freeing i just want to this is my you know kind of my ad for meditation i guess is like uh it's so freeing to uh get your awareness and attention out of that quagmire of just constant thought. Exactly. Yeah. And something that I've been really enjoying too, especially in the winter time, it's a really great practice is like walking meditation. So mm-hmm. I'll just go outside and go for a walk and just count my footsteps. One, two, three, four, one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, <laughs> you know, like there's so many different, it is a meditation, Yeah, but it, I think also it's like in the wintertime, it's good to get outside. Yeah. So like, yeah, sit inside, walk outside, like just finding reasons to like pay attention to the present moment. Yeah. Get you out of the fucking momentum. Well, and you know, you would think that painting would do it all for us, but (laughs) it's, there's something different about uh, intentionally sitting down or intentionally walking. Yeah. It's just things that you always do that you're now, I don't know. It's different. I don't know yeah, how to and describe it right well, at the second. But. You're not trying to make a career out of meditating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's, yes. a, there's a lot of extra yes. shit attached to art. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I think most people find art because it is like a meditation in right. a way. Right. And it still is that, but then you build all this other stuff around it. Whereas you like, don't you don't have an uh, Instagram account of like this is what it looked like when I was <laughs> meditating yesterday. <laughs> I should do that. Like we should just start posting pictures of you meditating every day. <laughs> yeah, like do I, how spirit. I look. I was very centered on this one. Yeah. Ooh, look at how straight my spine was. <laughs> the Buddha would be very proud. Yeah. But and I also want to put out kind of a disclaimer, like meditation isn't even the benefits of it even if you're not a religious quote-unquote or even spiritual person like the benefits of it don't care whether you're a southern baptist or a hardcore atheist Mm -hmm. like every single human being will get something out of this it's not a story in fact it's like the opposite of like Mm-hmm. the story you're telling yourself exactly you know it'll bring clarity to any path you're on and yeah yeah and like you start realizing or you know like if you're going to identify with a thing maybe instead of identifying with your opinions it's like identifying as being a process or something yeah 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 which takes so much weight off of your opinions and other people's opinions yeah you're just you you have a lot more empathy for people because you're just like oh well the causal events of your life have led you to this conclusion exactly and that's another interesting thing man like i uh i sort of touched on this with supercilious last week but like the whole free will thing i i've really called that into question in the last year and been cuz it's something i didn't really ever question or 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 i guess maybe subconsciously i just assumed that like yeah well, i guess everybody has free will <laughs> yeah and it's like i i don't think we really <laughs> do when you get down to the like the core truth of it but on the flip side of that it's like 
for the good of like a society to function, mm-hmm. we all sort of have to assume that everyone yeah, you have has to act as if you are making yeah choices because yeah, like because if you really sit and boil it down, well, it's like well, who's making the decision and right, you know, it all like falls apart when you really dive into free will but i act like i have free will like yeah i do too you know you you play with the illusion that like okay there's two choices here and this one seems like the more peaceful and beneficial yeah choice for me and other people so right. i'm gonna do this one right or or you beat yourself up when you play video games all day and <laughs> yeah. it's like there there's this some sort of like link between past future and present where you're just you know like mm-hmm. somehow my past seventh grade self mm-hmm. like reemerged it this this winter and fall and was like you're gonna buy a playstation 4 <laughs> get them cheap before the ps5 comes out oh, and yeah. we're gonna play final fantasy 7 for 45 hours yeah. in a week and it, you know like <laughs> and i did that mm-hmm. and like that's i mean that might be like a unprofessional thing to admit on my own art podcast you're when i real. should be like you need to get out there and grind. <laughs> you know, like if you're out there playing video games, that's not it. That's not it, dog. <laughs> you know, but like in all honesty, I'm a fucking human being. Yeah. And I think I think maybe like the the crux of of this podcast even might even be a balanced life, uh, a fulfilled mm-hmm. artistic and creative path. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it, like, and everybody's it's gonna be different for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Someone is definitely I've been there and plan to get back there like real soon. Yeah. Like just being on that grind is mm-hmm. like really fun and yeah. the rewards are amazing. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just gotta take a, a break. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you wanna be the person that's grinding perpetually twenty four seven. There's something like I don't think that you can have I mean when you're younger maybe but like as i get older like seven days in a row of like 10 hour days i'm like Mm -hmm. oh man like i just feel you know there's other facets of my life that feel unfulfilled yeah i mean yeah you got to fill that well like you know like it's like yeah what are you doing is like what's the point of only grinding on art and becoming like the greatest artist like is that really a great life like if that's what you want go for it but like if i actually sit and take stock of my life like Mm -hmm. i want to have laughs and joy with people that i love yeah and like go to beautiful places and have fun and you know be lazy sometimes Mm -hmm. i don't know like a more a full life yeah yeah a well-rounded yeah. kind of thing. Like when I found art, I thought like the whole point here is like I found art. So it's like you got to become like the most badass artist and yeah. that's like that's happiness and that's success. And then people will be proud of you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a fool's game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, some people like if that is your bag, go for it. But Well, yeah, there's I also want to say like there's so many different personality types in this world totally they're like some people don't some people aren't like soft around the edges like you and me they mm-hmm. don't need like you know they're yeah. not so uh, sensitive, sensitive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you, you know they don't maybe they don't need to be fulfilled in other ways mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so again don't listen to any advice that i say i'm yeah. just out here 
doing me. Yeah. And I think that's that's maybe what I I, I want to be is just an example of me doing me so that people are like, oh, yeah, okay, I can do mm-hmm. my own thing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, I think it's cool every once in a while to, like, sit and just be like, okay, well, I don't know. What do I really want out of life? And I, I like to, like, every once in a while check in and think about being on the – my deathbed mm-hmm. and looking at my worries and what I'm over focusing on and how foolish that would look <laughs> well, right. like as I'm dying, like I have to go through this process cause it's just life. Right. But also I don't know. I want to live life in a way that whenever I'm dying, I feel like, you know, this was a really, you know, I did it. this was a really <laughs> great ride yeah, yeah. and it was full of love and joy and peace. Like mm-hmm. that's what I really want. Whereas, right. but I think our culturally, it's we're so especially in the United States, it's so about like getting it, you know. Like getting the being bag. A, being an entrepreneur, like yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever your path is, like, you yeah. know, sacrificing all your life's energy to your work mm-hmm. to, to generate, you know, wealth and success and I mean that's like That's cool as fuck. And that's a big chunk of like I, yeah. I, I like I don't what we're doing. Yeah, I don't think it's only a negative thing. Right. But it's just a small part of a good life. Right. Right. And I don't know. It, it seems like if you, you could be very successful without being super attached to it. Like there's two things you could be like, I got to get money and you're going to get money. Yeah. And, but your life probably is going to feel like fucked up. Well, if, if you're getting money doing here's something that I think I've come to understand. Like if you're getting money doing things that you don't exactly want to do, even if it is like art related. Yeah. But but you're not enjoying. Yeah. You have to Mm -hmm. enjoy it. I think that's exactly. Well, you you don't have to. Right. You don't. Yeah. You can, you can, you can grind purely for success, attention, yeah, money, or you could actually, honor yourself and what you truly value in this life and do that and you will get success and money as a byproduct of actually fully enjoying your life yeah like because that attracts great things as well but it's not necessarily the the main intention yeah 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 and who knows if we have any say in any of it yeah i know you know like what where did the thought come from for someone like you and me to be like, yeah, you, like we need to live a well-balanced life. Like mm-hmm. we didn't generate that thought. No. There, if if you trace the causal links all the way back, I mean, it's yeah. more like a, a some sort of genetic memory popping up, mm-hmm. or like some sort of like uh, uh, coalescence of, of stories along the human path that we're like <laughs> yeah. drawing from. Mm-hmm. And then th- on the flip side, the other person who's, who's like just crying, just hustle, just get that money. Like they, they didn't generate that thought. Mm-mm. It's kind of no. just this, this, I'd say that's the dominant thought still in our culture. Oh, for sure. Which is, I mean, it's, it can be fulfilling, you know. It can be, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to find aw- some balance. There's there. something awesome about grinding yeah. and succeeding. Yeah, because you build character, you build confidence, belief in yourself. All those things are great. Right. It's just I think it, and it might be, 
not exclusively, but I think it, it's probably more of a juvenile type of perspective. Mm. And like, I feel myself getting Growing o- older yeah. and becoming more mature and just looking at like, you know, I can grind and make some dough with art and do it in a loving way. But it's like, I want to grind less and make the same amount of money. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Like I want to leave that mentality that somehow I caught from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of like seeing how the foolishness in it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but you, I think you have to go through things in order to realize that like, okay, there's like a part of this that I really love. And then there's some things about this that aren't serving me Yeah. and are distracting me from what I really would like to experience in this life. How do you feel about the idea of like, grinding for legacy <laughs> or like the idea of legacy at all uh it's kind of a tough question to put on the spot because it so, means so many different things so this is i was talking about this with blair yesterday actually um i think there can be something beautiful about leaving a legacy if your legacy is like so look at the legacy of Ramdas or right. the Buddha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is they leave a legacy of when people come in contact with their legacy, it awakens them to love and enlightenment and or an enriched life. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really care about I don't want people to be like, wow, Joan Speaker was like so cool. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if I if I leave a legacy and people come in contact with it and it it reminds them of something that maybe they've forgotten about themselves. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Because, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know who I am and if I actually ever leave that, like, this yeah, is yeah. A, like a conscious energy interplaying with itself. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, like, did the Buddha, like, I am the Buddha and I left a leg, a yeah. legacy for myself to, to find like, myself again, to, w- to wake up again. Or whatever. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, we, we don't, man, consciousness is, the, is the biggest blind spot in our understanding. Of, of, yeah. Like we don't even know, you know, people have a good idea. Um, I guess we, we don't know whether consciousness is the, bedrock of reality or whether it's only generated by a brain with enough electricity or Mm -hmm. if it's just if the brain is just picking up on stuff it's like yeah how just the mystery of like the next words that are going to fall out of my mouth is (laughs) insane i know you know and like recognition of that kind of just leaves so many things to me just kind of i don't know right yeah like well, I, I like I like the to to kind of analyze it from a narrative level mm-hmm. or like a literary level sort of where the story is basically like consciousness experiencing its self mm-hmm. self or consciousness having an experience throughout these all these different doors of perception. Yeah, yeah. Whether mm-hmm. I mean it maybe it's a dog or a mm-hmm. human being, or maybe it's someone who's grinding super hard and maybe it's someone who's lazy on the couch all the time. But yeah. mm-hmm. that's, I like looking at it that way, but then you can, I mean, you can analyze it 
from a strictly reductionist materialist way too where it's no it's just it's just electricity in the brain it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a random firing and all this stuff is is all just random and we we're just built on the scaffolds of evolution exactly, and we yeah. happen to be able to to think mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah know? and it's like whatever flavor you want to pick like go for it because nobody <laughs> nobody fucking knows right exactly <laughs> yeah so it's like you know it's probably all yeah. right. It's probably all correct mm-hmm. in some way and all completely off base in another or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like right now, like right now I feel like everything is consciousness. It's all, it's all just one. It's one experiencing itself. And then like when I look you in the eyes or anybody in the eyes, even a dog, mm-hmm. like these animated beings, yeah, like the thing behind the eyes is it's the exact same stuff conscious energy flowing through mm. and then it, it's like you know consciousness comes just through different receivers or something yeah like, yeah like you know the pure pure consciousness comes through me and then manifests itself right through this mm. physical body and it does you but like what is animating us is the same thing yeah I don't know if that makes I, I w- sense. I think that yeah. that makes sense. More or less. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm not a big stickler for getting things uh, totally right on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, especially yeah. With, with you because, like, we're really good friends and we can just talk about these far out ideas. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, UFOs. Ooh. What the fuck's going on there? That's my favorite thing from this year, mm-hmm. by the way. Also, if you don't know, um, when was it? May, July, June, August? Somewhere in the summer, uh, the Pentagon basically admitted to having off-world vehicles. They have materials not of this earth. Yeah. So apparently it could mean stuff like, I'm not even getting to the science of it. Never mind. Uh, I'm going to stop right now. (laughs) This isn't called science AF. (laughs) Maybe someone should make that podcast. (laughs) I'd love that, actually. But yeah, it's really cool how whenever I was a kid, I used to be fascinated by aliens and terrified. Mm. Like, I used to think about them all the time. Like, they would come to your house. Yeah, I was, like, scared of them. I would think about them all the time and feel like I could, like, feel the presence of, like, uh, alien dimension or being somewhere yeah and i was so fascinated by it and then what's really interesting i think they were like popular in the 90s and stuff and then x-files like, yeah and then it seems like people you know debunkers and shit like that you know the the people like you know the 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 bean counters skep- and skep- doo-doo heads yeah and like <laughs> skeptics like you know they f- they they play a valuable role in society but yeah sometimes they just like or like a wet blanket, you know? <laughs> yeah. But now what's cool is that it's not, you don't get poo-pooed now for not talking debate, about really. aliens because it's like more and more information's coming out. Yeah, yeah. You have like Air Force pilots following UFOs. And yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like the f- the phenomenon is not up for debate. Like yeah. Some it, things happening. Something's going on. Which I think know. is the safest sentence you could ever utter. <laughs> About anything. (laughs) Something's happening. Something's going on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I haven't talked about it with, uh, with anyone on the podcast and I'm so stoked. I mean, to be a little vulnerable and maybe catch the ire of, of skeptics everywhere mm-hmm. who may or may not be listening. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this is like a, I saw, no, I don't think our crowd is super, uh, skeptical. Like, yeah, I don't think most people fall on the reductionist materialism side. But but um I lost my train of thought. You saw aliens before. Yes, I saw yes, that's what it was. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh yeah, I, I saw just things that I didn't know could move like that mm-hmm. up in the sky back when I lived in Kentucky with three other witnesses. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, three other witnesses. Ten bottles of cough syrup. <laughs> no, the thing was is that like we had been drinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh I was with my girlfriend and her cousins. And she hadn't been drinking at all. And mm-hmm. so I'd been drinking and smoking weed. And I was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. And it was like three AM after the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And it, we were on a lake in rural Kentucky and we look up and I'm like, what's that? And it's this, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this on the <laughs> podcast. It's hilarious. Why not? Cool, this is going to be a cool story, bro moment. In a second. <laughs> but there's this, there's one, uh, you know, big glowing light in the sky. Mm-hmm. And then two more pop out from that. And then they're flying around like across like gigantic swaths of the sky mm-hmm. in a perfect triangle formation at like equilateral. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. it just looked like a tumbling triangle going over miles and miles, but going like so fast. Dang. And then we were transfixed by it for maybe like half a minute. Mm-hmm. And then the, like the one that I would describe as at the tip of the triangle shook really fast for a few seconds and then disappeared. And the other two did the same after that. Whoa. And we were like, what the fuck? Damn. And so, I don't know. I've been, I've been waiting. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah. (laughs) Well, I have two, man, I've always been so fascinated with extraterrestrials and, and then like once I started getting in my phase of like really heavy psychedelic use, Mm -hmm. And listening to Terrence McKenna, he's like, no, the aliens are inside, you know. And, and then I, I've i never really seen like a UFO, but I've yeah. encountered all kinds of crazy beings in tryptamine, deep tryptamine psychedelic yeah. trips. Yeah. So then like, yeah, like in my 20s, I was like, no, the aliens are like, you know, you got to like smoke DMT <laughs> and that's where they are. <laughs> but now like we're seeing, we're, we're seeing so much evidence of actual physical manifestations but then a lot of people that are looking into it are kind of pointing towards like they're like interdimensional travelers so that it's like they're maybe they're they're everywhere all at once or something and 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 just it's such a again it's such a big old blind spot mm -hmm. you know like but like who knows i want to i want to see an alien like yeah like i do too like i'm not ashamed at all to just be like i like I wanna I see him, man. I wanna hear what they have to say. Like what is Yeah. Did you see that uh there's actually a documentary called The Phenomenon. Did you see that? 
uh, it's maybe it, it involves the story of those kids at the school in South Africa. Oh yeah, where they all had they were all drawing pictures and they're relaying messages, right? That they were telling them to like be wary of how you use technology and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. And this was in the early nineties, I guess, mm-hmm. early mid nineties. Oh no, that's yeah, it's just endlessly fascinating, <laughs> and it, it it feels like the whole you know. I think there's some sort of magical phenomenon to uh, group think uh, and kind of like the more people are getting turned on to this idea that like, okay, there's things flying around that we don't know and you don't get shunned or shunned if you start talking about aliens and mm-hmm. stuff and, and like more evidence is coming out. Like, is that kind of like, is this like a build up to actually, you know, contact or, disclosure yeah, i don't know i think it might even be i mean we can't even rule out the possibility that it is some sort of like unlooked at fragment of the human psyche mm, like yeah. that we're somehow it it's like a intervention f- from the subconscious oh yeah because like you know they say they had on that documentary they had this apparently they had this press conference back in um, early 2010s maybe like 2010 or 11 and all these like former like top brass military dudes were like yeah they hovered over the nuclear base and turned everything off <laughs> that's crazy and yeah they're like i think they were trying to say what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. like why are you fucking with nukes this is you know it's ridiculous you know And I think there's a part of the human psyche that would, I mean, conscious or subconscious that totally agrees with that, Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. I mean, I don't know. And then you can't even rule out also, sorry to rant here, but like you can't rule out that it's just like us from a very distant future, maybe uh, a million years from now. Just much further evolved humans or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think I have this like, I have a deep desire for aliens to kind of present themselves and communicate with us because I kind of have this feeling that we're all kind of like we're we're being so hard on each other and not realizing that like we're in this precious place and that right. we're kind of like all brothers and sisters and we're a collective called humanity and like if we can be together and work towards you know more creative ideals and caring for each other Right. Is, I have this desire that like if aliens presented themselves, either they would be so knowledgeable and in, in order to impart that on the mass, the whole of humanity, or it would be so humbling to see things so advanced yeah, yeah. that like we would give, we would cut everybody a little slack yeah. and embrace each other more. That's, that's kind of my, like why I why desire aliens so much. Yeah. Cause it would, it would maybe help the collective maybe zoom out or or see ourselves from a different perspective. Well, yeah, I mean, it, there's there's I think there's some sort of meme out there that's like like you know, this this person who's being an asshole on the internet is the reason why aliens don't fuck with us <laughs> yeah. or the reason why God doesn't talk to us anymore. <laughs> yeah, or right? you know, like <laughs> y- yeah, I think it, it might be something like that where if we are if we are being watched by some kind of race of interstellar or interdimensional travelers mm-hmm. they're probably like uh, i don't know 
know if they're like. This guy seems ready. sketchy. Yeah. Or it's we're like, like if we're we, like yeah, an abused pit bull or something. Yeah, like, you gotta approach with caution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll clamp on and not let go. <laughs> attachment. There's a good attachment metaphor. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Something. <laughs> Full half, full half circle. <laughs> oh, so getting into time traveling stuff, I'm watching this show called Dark. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this show? Uh-uh. Fucking A, man. You got to watch it, dude. All right. It's fucking trippy. Where do I watch it? On, um, have you heard of Netflix? Nerdflorks? Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's like these these people go into this cave, and this cave has three different, it's like a, continuous time loop and the time loop makes this i don't want to give too much of it away but it's about time travel and um it's really fucking cool so cool story well speaking of time yeah have you felt like i feel like time is i can't tell if it's contracting or dilating but time feels different than it used to yeah i do too i have um uh, stupid theory on this too, um, based on very little, um, you know, scientific quote unquote evidence, but it's my intuition that, so you know how obviously we're rotating around the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we assume we are, man. No, <laughs> yeah, but, you uh, don't, you don't know, bro. Have yeah. You, there is flat. There? Um, <laughs> but also the sun is, 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 hurtling through the galaxy right and i mean it stands to reason with as little as we know about physics i mean we know a lot and i'm i hate even using the word physics because i don't know shit about physics maybe it's safe to say that uh, as little as i know about physics this is how i came up with this theory yeah is that like if the sun is and and all the planets the solar system is hurtling through the galaxy, it stands to reason that, hey, maybe every once in a while we go into these dips or hills, mm-hmm. like either of gravity, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, catch me up if I'm wrong, but that like gravity is actually what kind of determines time mm-hmm. in a way, right? And so. I mean, even even uh, Rupert Sheldrake has said that different places on the Earth have different gravity. Like, gravity's not even constant mm, yeah. in every spot on the Earth. So, like, it stands to reason that gravity's probably not constant every spot in the galaxy yeah. or the universe. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that we just sometimes go through fucking gravity dips. Yeah. Like, small <laughs> ones, not like... You know, it's not like we're going through a black hole or anything. Yeah, it's not like you. Yeah, or like you live a year in a day or something. But but it's it's mm-hmm. ridiculous to think that the the world or the universe is is one giant smoothly paved road that we're all just traveling down. You know, yeah. it's like no man. It seems like, like everything's probably always in flux and yeah, and even like human beings. You know, just the way the brain integrates with the world now as opposed to 10 years ago is just it's a different experience like i just every once in a while i just feel like i live in a completely different world than what the world was 10 years ago or something it, it oh just, yeah i mean we do though that's that's also an objective fact yeah. like it, yeah things are you know getting what would you say we're we're so i think we've already 
reached escape velocity from the biome, mm-hmm. you know, or from like biology. Mm-hmm. And we might be reaching escape velocity from like even our own structures that we created, mm-hmm. like society. Yeah. Quote unquote. Or we're all taking a hard look at it and being like, what do we yeah, doing. it's like we need to like trim some of the fucking fat here. Like, what the fuck is money? Do these cops need like fucking all these guns? Yeah. Like, you why, know, why are there so many people living on the street? Yeah, like, let's look. What are we doing? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and I don't know. It it yeah, it it all gets pretty tangled up in my brain when I try and <laughs> yeah. talk about it and keep up. Yeah, yeah, I'm very confused by the state of the world. Like, I think. I think everyone is too. Probably everybody probably always is. And you're kind of lying to yourself if you haven't figured out. But yeah, I think I'm just like very confused. Yeah. At just what is going on. The weird thing about knowledge is that like, um, you know, there's the metaphor of like having a campfire. The bigger you make the campfire, like the darker everything around that campfire gets. Mm -hmm. You'll never make a campfire or know uh, you know, have the light of knowledge enough to illuminate every part of the landscape. Totally. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like the more we know, the more we don't know. Yeah. You, I guess. Reali- you realize <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's weird how like you, as you go through life and you have experiences, you kind of, you have, you have more experiences to draw from so you can assess situations in a certain way. And, but, but yeah, it's like the more it goes on, the more confused you get to. I don't know. I just find it very a strange predicament being a human being. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like it's so what? yeah. <laughs> and like, and I think we're going through this really weird thing now with social media and stuff. Is that we've never had anything quite like this, and it's been thrust upon us so quickly, and we're mm. so entrenched in it already. Yeah. And. And like, I keep seeing how mean people are being to each other, and it really bugs me yeah. that we can't all have the priority of like, w- like w- we're not. I guess people are just trying to survive still, though. Yeah, I think here's the thing. I think that people were mean to each other in this uh to the same degree before social media it's just now they're um not keeping it to themselves everybody can see it yeah and everyone can see it Mm -hmm. and we have more access to the the bad news Mm -hmm. as well as as the good news and of course we know that bad news gets headlines way easier because Mm -hmm. that's like you can't you can't report on something like it's easier for things to turn bad real quick mm-hmm. than they are to turn good. Like yeah. if, if the economy in, in wherever, you know, Sudan was rising over the last 10 years, like mm-hmm. that's a lot less interesting than a, you know, fertilizer plant blowing up <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Well, and it's like, I, I kind of see the, this whole like world sphere that I'm looking out at is that it's like a, magnified reflection of myself Mm -hmm. and so like 
you know, I might sit there and be like, well, why do we always pay attention to like the negative things and like mm. this and that? But it's like, oh, I do that in some way. That's why it's being reflected outside. Yeah, totally. And then like, I'll see like, man, why are like, why are, you know, quote unquote, Democrats and Republicans, why do they hate each other so much? But then I realized that like, if I, if I in any way separate people by being like, well, that person is a leftist and that person is a right person. If I do that, yeah, if I do that in any way, it's Uh going to be reflected and magnified times a million externally. Right. 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 So I've been trying to like resolve all, I'm trying to like resolve every bias I have in myself because I think that's the only way we can actually get rid of people being mean to each other is I have to like, sure. Yeah. I have to let go of any, any tiny small way of dehumanizing any person. (laughs) Like we all do it in many ways and you do it too, listener. You're not exempt. Like (laughs) we all, we all do that. And, I don't I just it's like I don't know I've just been thinking about it because like I well, want us to all be okay but it mm-hmm. it's like it relies on each individual adjusting their own orientation to themselves and other people and the world yeah in order to create the change absolutely it's like, it like if I if I separate myself in any way even being like I'm an artist and that person isn't so like I have special, yeah, yeah. I have a special ability. In, I'm in a special artist yeah. class. Yeah. yeah. And, and we all do that in some sort of way. And like, we kind of, ha- at least I feel like I have to learn how to eliminate all of that. Right. No, I get it. And I think, I think part of that is like the, uh, the ego really wants to feel special. Yeah. You want to feel special, but that creates separation. Right. Exactly. And separation creates conflict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but also like um you know Carl Jung? Yeah. Um so he had this idea of like the individuation process. Mm-hmm. And at, it's it's sort of like the uh, sort of like related to the hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. uh psychological concept, but it's at the very tip top like the it's kind of like an alchemical thing too where your consciousness is purely reflected in your experience Mm -hmm. and your experience is purely reflected in your consciousness. So like there's really no difference between inner and outer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're realizing is that trying to create a harmonization between the two or something. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a, a great, I mean, one of the cool things about, that is that you can sort of take this responsibility on where you'll never be completely finished with it yeah you know Mm -hmm. you'll not you know and it's good not to like judge yourself for where you're at yeah with like if you're like ah fuck mitch mcconnell it's like i don't judge myself for thinking that (laughs) yeah i don't like that guy but you know maybe he'd be a good guy to put on uh an altar of some sort or, or well, like yeah. Ram Dass talks about, you know? Yeah. The thing about like, you know, you can, you can not approve of what somebody is doing, but r- resist the temptation to hate. Right. And, yeah. and that just because somebody 
in their process doesn't line up with where you are doesn't mean they deserve hate and they actually like the the kind of liberating thing is to never lose love in your heart for a person like right instead of like you know like instead of just fuck donald trump is like i want him to find peace because if he found happiness then just like i would like him just like yeah just like i want anybody else to is like i would rather everybody become redeemed than demonized and yeah yeah hated for eternity i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean oh because yeah that's it's such a tough thing like it's it now we're we're definitely into some like quote-unquote spiritual territory or like yeah psychological territory you know i I think it's like yeah and it's even just like uh you know nice sociability like Mm -hmm. being a being a good member of a society yeah 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 like it doesn't even have to be spiritual in a sense it's just like if we hold resent if we are harboring resentment for like many people Mm -hmm. like that's going to hurt us and it's going to hurt our ability to communicate with other people in a loving way right that it definitely hurts the person who's harboring the resentment like yeah yeah and it it hurts and then it hurts other people too because you're tuned into hating yeah yeah and separating yourself and also if you put a lot of energy into hating things outside of yourself there's going to be so much unchecked bullshit that you're doing because you're spending all your time being mad at things outside of yourself and like somehow thinking that you're a better person because you hate things Mm. instead of actually diving into like, well, why am I hating things? And like, what is it? This is like a flaw in my orientation with myself in the world. Yeah. It seems sort of like a, a waste of energy or time or both. Yeah. (laughs) But then, but then at the same time too, like, and I want to, I want to just circle back and mm-hmm. say that, uh, you know, I don't spend, that was the first time in weeks that I've said, fuck Mitch McConnell, but I don't, whenever every I, few weeks I'm like, <laughs> how did a turtle get into off? Like, shouldn't we say something like there's, there's a literal <laughs> tortoise making decisions for people. Franklin. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Ah. Anyway, um, it's funny too, not to to veer too far off from what you were just talking about, but like uh, Sarah's parents were like, you know, they've voted Republican all their life. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like Kentucky is a very uh, red state traditionally. Yeah, and they said we're never voting for Mitch McConnell again. And I was like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, that, and, that's and they cool too. they were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we just didn't no we're just like i guess like he's like the republican guy and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah we need to we need to be fostering like we need to have this balance between like being critical of people's actions and our own actions yeah and also like not just like hating for hate's sake but exactly like being critical because what you're doing is fucking shit up for a lot of people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like one of one of the fatal flaws that you're seeing very apparent is like you know the thing of like well, I'm on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like I de- like thinking that you're on any fucking team other than like 
team humanity is horseshit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, like blindly checking just because it's a D or an R. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like maybe let go of your a concept of being part of any team, which I'm sure is possibly scary for a lot of people. Yeah, but it's like it's not serving anything to just blindly go along with some coalition of right. people that are, you know, you're like we have this style of of hate and (laughs) and fake altruism and then these people have their fake style of hate and altruism and it's like all kind of horseshit and it's like doesn't mean anything yeah and it's yeah i think like being critical without i think it's amazing to be critical because that's how you make progress you're like you're willing to look at the good and the bad of any situation weigh out the options yeah yeah but like yeah just being just being like unchecked mad or blindly following some movement without actually having personal inquiry is, I don't know. It's like kind of the responsibility of a human being possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's both the individual and like, you know, like how I was saying earlier, like the education system or whatever Mm -hmm. society's problem. Um, Yeah. And I think too, is that, I think we also have to leave people space for, you know, like there's people that probably voted Republican all their lives and then they realize how stupid that was. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they go like they swing the other way or maybe there's somebody that was voted Democrat their whole life and now they're like a Trumper or something. Mm, And we have to allow some space for those people to work through (laughs) their thing instead of like, you know, like all of a sudden, if you feel like somebody like left the team, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I, just, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like don't you could yeah. you could really just we could all give like less of a shit about the things that don't really matter. Yeah, they don't really matter. That's <laughs> the thing. Yeah. And it's like people trying to like make sense of the world, and it's like it's we're all pretty sloppy at trying to make sense of the world. Like nobody oh, yeah. nobody's like nailed it. Right. Like nobody. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know one thing. What's that? I got to pee. Ooh. I'm going to pause it. All right. Be back in one sec- And we're back. Okay. Here we are. We we will pee right back in just a moment. I should have said that before I left, you yeah, know. It's pretty cute. We'll pee right back. Everybody loves a good pun now, every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then. Uh-huh. So, um, should we tell people what we're doing yeah have you guys heard weed <laughs> it's a schedule one schedule one substance Fel- felony substance federally Fe- the feds are gonna bust in at any moment but guess what we're smoking, smoking weed, weed. oh my god no we're vaping it we're vaping it Andrew I have a question for you hang on let me wait till this okay go okay. ahead well Imagine I'm a magical genie and you rub a lamp and I popped out and I go, hey, hey, Andrew. Hey, Genie John. I can grant you three wishes. You can't ask for more wishes. What do you want? (coughs) Well, this is a classic. uh, It's it's somewhere between like. (laughs) 
and like a an old like it's pretty harsh, right? It's pretty dry. <laughs> yeah, do a little. Sorry, this weed's a little dry. <laughs> We're in Colorado. It's dry. Hit, hitting hitting hard in the throat. Whew. This podcast might take a turn, or it might get way better. So if you if you slog <laughs> if you slog through that first hour and a half. Yeah. Thank you. First of all. Yeah. Um. We love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I had three wishes from a magical genie, yeah, what would they be? Um, God, I haven't been, you know, I haven't put this question through the old thought experiment in a long time. But it's, um, you know, it's like sort of like a myth intermixed with a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And I can't wish for more wishes. This is a good question. Yeah. You know, it really gets the gears going. Uh, yeah, I think it's for a, me, it's annoying to be asked it. Probably. I think for me, I would. Yeah, it is kind of annoying to be asked it, <laughs> yeah. but not. I mean, like, but it's kind of the kind of annoying that you are like, ah, okay, I'll, I yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. It's you like dealing with a question like this because at the end of the day, it kind of. Uh, it's like, what would you do if you could do whatever you wanted? Exactly. You know, and and at a certain point, I think like concern for um, material comfort and you know multiple relationships or whatever it is, mm-hmm. all that stuff, the the material stuff eventually falls away, and yeah. it's like, all right, so now I'm thinking about what would I want outside of stuff like that? At first I was like, all right, you know, like infinite wealth. Mm -hmm. That way I'll never have to be hindered from doing anything that I want to do. Yeah. But then after that, what is it? Mm. You know? Yeah. What is it? I wish, I think I would wish, for everyone in the world to have infinite wealth also because then it wouldn't just be me doing whatever the fuck I wanted. Mm-hmm. It would be everybody doing whatever the fuck they wanted. So that might be a little dangerous because <laughs> you know, like you can't just drop infinite wealth on a person whose life up into that point has, has been traumatic mm-hmm. or even, you can, you can, but would you have confidence to know that they would quote unquote do the right thing with it? Yeah. Anyway, I would just want everybody to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my, my wish. My first wish, all material things taken care of without any deals. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No strings attached. No strings attached. Everybody free everybody gets a free lunch. Free energy. Yeah. That's what it is. Cool. That's what it is. Free energy. Um and then I would want to know I would I would put the top team of scientists and artists and philosophers and engineers and physicists and chemists and biologists and authors and and be like what the fuck is consciousness we need to know (laughs) uh you know we've solved free energy 
now we need to figure out what, why is it and how is it that we're having this experience? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And, you know, I don't know after, like, I don't know. What else would, okay, third wish, third wish. Here we go, third wish. Okay, so you got essentially. I would be able to travel anywhere in the universe while still retaining my physical body at peak health. Cool. There we go. That sounds fun. Yeah. Wow. And in that order. It's like, it'd be a cool superhero or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, Sometimes you can experience that, like taking the right amount of drugs at the <laughs> right time or whatever. But like, yeah, but that's not as cool as just being able to like, physically yeah. just go wherever. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool and survive. Like, like so be could, immune yeah. to just be impervious to anything. So you could like, yeah. So you could like fly through a sun if you wanted. Yeah, to. and see dope. what's up in there. I mean, it might not be worth going back into ever again, yeah. but it might be you know well like what temperature like would you would you just hang out at like everything feels like it's like 75 degrees or <laughs> yeah i mean i guess what's your preferred yeah temp- if, if you're impervious to physical damage do you still get uncomfortable that's a great mm. question <laughs> that is it's <laughs> a great <laughs> question oh only the true fans are sticking around for this <laughs> and i am glad that you're here and aren't you glad John Speaker's back? Yeah, back. Woo. Woo. RTAF. We really slogged to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was, I uh, felt pretty high on that coffee earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was got a pretty good buzz from that. Yeah. What about you? What would your three wishes be? Oh, I didn't realize you would throw it back at me. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what else to do at this point. Uh, I'm like, we can't just talk about coffee. Like, I was like, maybe I'll talk about coffee. No, no, three wishes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It would be world peace. Right. All governments of the world work, you know, like world peace. If you look up the dictionary, it's like all all governments kind of like, work together you know yeah no one's human trying beings, to fuck each other over like nobody ever stabs anybody in the back anymore or deceives anybody world peace there's a mutual understanding everybody is looking out for each other caring for each other yeah nobody lives on the street nobody's living you know like starving or anything. right right so world peace i think that's that's the sort of like the same thing I was getting at. Yeah, your your first one was like the same thing, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Number two would be for the earth to be healed. <laughs> uh, oh, like the planet itself? Yeah. Okay. For, for, the, yeah, yeah. for like the damage that we've done to the planet, for that to be reversed. Yeah. Or healed. Yeah. So, and then... I would imagine if we have world peace, then we would not be in- inflicting as much damage. So we'd get like a do-over. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, if you're living in world peace, you're probably not going to be doing things that are destroying the earth. As, you know, maybe within reason or something. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, I was just, I was just thinking about how every answer that I gave, I didn't even think about like the consequences 
of mm. each of those things. Yeah. Because I think maybe that's the reason for this story is that you ha- like even the good things, mm-hmm. even if you could wish for nothing but good. Yeah. There's still going to be like leftover like sort of bad shit probably. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because if you eliminate like this whole experience is a balance of dark and light. Yeah. So yeah. if it's all like, if everything is just all good, like there's no point in existence occurring at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Know. But it's gotten, has it gotten better? I, I keep hearing people say mm-hmm. like, it's gotten better. No, it's gotten worse. No, it's well, like, I think it's like this, right though. Okay. Like statistically things have gotten better, right? There's, yeah. you know, there's less violent crime. There's less poverty all those things but then at the same time we're experiencing something mentally and consciously that nobody's ever dealt with and it's like everybody's kind of getting fucked up by it too yeah like yeah objectively physically things are getting better but right i don't know if mentally things are getting better or worse i don't know right right because yeah we're supposed to like we lived outside forever and like we're picking berries and <laughs> and now we're uh we're like flying in airplanes across the world and yeah we and have looking, computers and screens we're like picking berries off cell phones now <laughs> yeah you know yeah but there are all these little bits of information that may or may not be poisonous and yeah right <laughs> you know? yeah it's like we have no idea like yeah how many poison berries are we eating on the <laughs> internet and, and like you, you know over time people realize like wait no don't look at that don't say right, that right, stuff right because that poisons you yeah yeah and we don't even realize like how poisoned we are right now or how healthy we are yeah maybe we're just eating the dankest blueberries <laughs> yeah <And> taking big <laughs> like black bear blueberry shit <laughs> you ever, didn't we see like something like that on our hike yeah i think we maybe did. i could be making that up but we saw we saw some sort of poop. I think. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely saw oh. some shit. <laughs> and we uh we uh, we named all the uh, chipmunks that we met. Oh, that's right, that's right. Every chipmunk or it was chipmunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely chipmunk. Like we're like, oh, there goes Delilah, and then we'd give him a backstory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, little Tommy. What yeah. Are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, third wish. Oh yeah. Okay. So world peace for the earth to be healed yeah and and huh man this is tough right um and then maybe i would say for for humanity to have the I don't know if this like count if this is too elaborate but for humanity to have the ability to safely travel the galaxy because yeah. even if everything we get everything right here we're not guaranteed that this earth will be here forever because oh it definitely won't because like something could hit it so if yeah. we have our shit together and this place is great but if it gets destroyed by something out of our hands we can thrive elsewhere yeah i think i'd like i think that that's a beautiful thing and it got me thinking about 
uh, revising my last wish. <laughs> <laughs> you already made the wishes, man. It's ah, no, but, what is it? Um, as a, an amendment, the first amendment, <laughs> addendum of the galactic consciousness pact with myself, <laughs> I would like to amend my third wish to a peaceful and productive and beautiful and loving symbiotic relationship with the artificial intelligence that is now emerging on the planet. Ooh, that's a pretty good one, man. Because I think that would also consequently Mm -hmm. give me the ability to travel throughout the galaxy anywhere I wanted without Mm. dying or whatever. Yeah. Or it would get pretty close, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then other everybody else could too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only me. Nah, just me. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> I'll be back in one second. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, let's see. Let's interview each other. Okay. Um, what's What's a one or some brutal facts about the art industry hmm this is my new question i'm I'm asking people brutal stuff well uh nobody really cares about what you're doing even (laughs) one thousandth of how much you care yeah like yeah that one's weird uh, no, that's. I think that that's completely true, yeah. and also a brutal fact. Mm-hmm. That I think maybe also that like the the kind of struggle or resistance to actually make a living with your art uh, is it it's it makes it really hard to if you have like a a core purpose or meaning you're going to like continually be pulled away from it in order to actually actually make the thing function in a modern world hmm you mean outside of like making a living off of it yeah like if you made yeah if you made art but didn't want to make any money and you could do it all purely Mm -hmm. exactly how you really want to Mm mm-hmm is you, like you have to make some sort of compromises in some way in order to actually do it for a living and as a life path, if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have to sacrifice something. You have some to things. sacrifice something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in a way it almost makes the art better. Mm. Yeah, I wonder. Because Well, for me, for yeah. me, it definitely, I think that it definitely did. Because mm. I was just so all over the place in the beginning. Yeah. And, now I, and so I just started thinking about like, how it's like easier for me to even digest my own work mm-hmm. now when I look at it mm. mm-hmm. as it goes along, you know? Well, that's cool. Yeah. Cause it, it like, I was like, I want to make the, I've always wanted to just make it better no matter whether money's involved or not. Yeah. But I also, since I did, you know, I have like made this a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helped me kind of think like well what am i what is 
wrong with this painting that it's not selling mm. you know or s- something like that yeah because it's a it's kind of like how comedians talk about getting up on stage and that's the that's the feedback and that's how they like hone their act yeah otherwise yeah it's the like, same it's sort of the same thing with painters and mm-hmm. and this is i think to come full circle why i'm so mad at instagram because they what they're doing is not an accurate reflection mm-hmm. of yeah of actual feedback totally all the yeah. time yeah maybe it is sometime mm-hmm. it's either augmented or throttled or yeah they're doing something so that we will keep participating in it and, yeah and you're not ever getting like a pure genuine response yeah you're not getting a pure readout mm, yeah i think that's true and maybe you are and maybe i'm totally wrong yeah, that's but true my, too. i mean like it doesn't seem that way yeah all right well i take back that one because you just your counterpoint is like oh yeah you're right okay so <laughs> oh i wasn't even trying to offer a counterpoint either well no you offered uh i like that perspective i'd rather go in that direction like oh yeah, yeah. it's a blessing actually okay yeah so never mind for me i mean yeah it makes sense some actually. people are definitely i think most people have way different paths to the way that you and i arrived at art maybe yeah, yeah. or like, a lot of people do but then there's a lot of people who anyway <laughs> well yeah like our whole experience finding art and our missions and everything are totally different yeah but here we are yeah uh okay so what else sucks um having to sell stuff yeah like having to sell yourself along with the stuff yeah yeah that's weird oh yeah you know uh You'll never be as good as you wish that you were, I think is one for me. Yeah, one of the things is like I'm terrorized. I terrorize myself constantly. You know, I just emerged for like two weeks. I I was just convinced that my art isn't good anymore Mm. and my old stuff was so much better and (laughs) for some reason I lost it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that and like I, I was losing like motivation too like i didn't mm. really want to paint i was looking at it so that's kind of like an inconvenient thing is no matter how much you grow i think you're always going to be kind of plagued by doubt and and, and seeing that you have a higher potential than where you are yeah. and that it's like it feels really sad that you can't reach your potential but that's the i mean if we ever reached our potential, then everything would just stop, right? <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be kinetic anymore. We'd be exactly. just potential again. I know. But it's <laughs> like, I want my potential to be, I want to be at a higher place of potential to keep working on potential. Not this place, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> right. it's like, I suck too much. Right. Like, I want to <laughs> suck less and then get better. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was, I'm going to have to re-listen to that part. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> 21 minutes in on the second segment. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Oh, um, man. What do you dislike about, like, I really love it, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not. Also, yeah. like, it's cra- it makes me so crazy, too. Like, it's simultaneously the greatest thing, and it's a nightmare. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's, yeah. like, that's everything, in yeah. a way. Yeah. But I love it. I don't know. I really love it, and I love learning, and that. Like I do keep coming up on challenges and you, you know, like 
some of the things that suck is you'll work with somebody that wants to reproduce your art, put it on products, and they might never pay you. Right. Yeah. They might steal your art. Uh, or they only want to fuck with you because you're hot. Or yeah. Like, or you're having mm-hmm. a, a pop yeah. in your career. And you you just meet a lot of like people with terrible business practices and horrible ethics. Yeah. And not everybody is as ethical and moral as you are. And, and some people are more ethical and moral. Yeah. <laughs> some, some people teach you too. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's yeah. what's really cool is that, yeah, like, yeah, there's people that you meet fuck you over and people are going to steal your art and people are going to do things and they're like your little babies and people like you know this is a weird I can't <laughs> like people like molest your little babies like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah they 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 like that's what y- it feels your babies like. are the paintings and their yeah. critique or their or they're profiting off of it at a Mm-hmm. you know with no credit to yeah even the baby or even yeah. you you know like and it kind of goes back to like how nobody's going to care about what you're doing as much as you right a- and like exactly. that's what allows people to like steal your art or use it in ways that you don't want i don't know like that can just be weird but like pe- people don't give a shit right. you can't and that's like that's a weird one to realize and it's like the trope forever like you know artists are always undervalued in a way it's like that's, yeah. that's always been a thing yeah. kind of understood. Yeah. But it's like, are you really that important? Like, right. <laughs> Also, yeah. Like, what are you doing for the world again? You know, it's hard yeah. to quantify, I guess, in, in this, uh, mm-hmm. in our very, you know, quantifying kind of times that we're living in. Yeah. Well, like, everybody's super important, but also, like... I also... I don't know <laughs> if... Yeah. I don't know if, like, any... Everybody needs to be on a pedestal either. It's sure, like you're exactly. all contributing members exactly. of society. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think like um it depends on what your what each person's uh internal structure of value is. Mm-hmm. Like because for some people, like engineers are way more important. Honestly, I think like for me, if some people who made art were actually engineers, mm-hmm we'd probably live in a bit of a better world. Ooh, yeah. It's like the more an artistic kind of... Or, I don't know. I don't know what I'm... I think what I'm trying to say is is quickly getting lost and dissolving into the ether. Are you saying you want there to be less artists so you can have mo- yes, a, a bigger more piece of the pie? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yes. No, I'm so glad that you're here and I can do shit like that is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, here, you, you but, can't, you can't but, do that with like a new person. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> even with even with people that know me pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of off-putting. I mean, I think because you think I'm hilarious, I guess. Like I was like, I'll get away with it. You were also <laughs> like setting me up too. Exactly. Yeah. All right, what do you not like about the art? Or mm. um, what's uncomfortable truth? Well, for me, it's like the direction keeps changing or the 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 bullseye keeps changing. Keeps like slipping through your hands. Well, like the note, like what I'm going for keeps mm. changing. 
and I can't stick to a tried and true style ever. Yeah. And that's also the thing that I love about it the most. Yeah. Because I think I told you this, I gessoed over 32 canvases that were like old works in progress Mm -hmm. back in, I don't know, October or something. You had 32 unfinished paintings. And I, I mean, you saw the stack of paintings over there. You have so much work. Those are like, on other unfinished paintings. So I have about 40 something. Mm-hmm. And do you think you're, as your style's changing, maybe you're working on a piece and then all of a sudden you and just all take of a sudden it in a different like, direction. And or, or just like all of a sudden, like, uh, I don't care about this for a second. And I start doing something else. Yeah. And then not caring about it for a second goes into not caring about it for six months, mm-hmm. not caring about it for a year or several. Yeah. And I almost painted over, um, this skull painting that we're looking at right now brought it back to life and yeah I think that it had so much potential and that I was th- this is a perfect example I'm see this is which w- why I wish we had video sometimes in the podcast <laughs> um, but this is a perfect example because there it was so there was so much going on in this painting mm-hmm. like just so much wildness and so much so many forms and things yeah that they i was trying to fit stuff to like trying to cram things Mm -hmm. and i like i opened this painting up a lot yeah like trimmed a lot of the fat all the fat almost Mm -hmm. and and then a new thing popped up yeah and i'm like this is exactly what this painting was meant to be or you (laughs) know or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and uh and i'll include you know a link to where you can find a picture of this painting through the years on this one i wonder when i'm gonna release this podcast it might be tomorrow do it i'll do it tomorrow fuck it um yeah anyway so that's it but so to get back to things the brutal facts um about the art game like if yeah i think you nailed it perfectly like even though I offered that counterpoint, like if you're in it to win it, Mm -hmm. like it's, you'll always be wondering what your art would be like if you were completely free of any sort of career worry. Totally. Yeah. You know, Uh I think that's a brutal one. Yeah. Cause that, that infects my daily life as I, you know, I think about like, you know, I got to sell stuff to live yeah (laughs) and that like that's not that's not necessarily a very creatively inspiring way to think yeah so you have to like learn how to compartmentalize that and like that's what i've been working on a lot lately is trying to cultivate more space in my day not thinking about running an art business Business, yeah and just the art of living Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 like yeah, I read Thich totally. Han, and he's really making me rethink about my life. Yeah, like, kind of claiming spaces where you are present and you have time and space to play with creative energy. Because, like, I think one of the other things too with art, or one of the inconvenient truths, is you could get too successful too early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we all desire success, but I don't think you want to be too successful too quickly. So you just have time to like play this has with come your up the last space. Two podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, uh, 
you know, I think Anthony mentioned it and Rob definitely mentioned that as a brutal fact was yeah. that like you're either going to blow up overnight mm-hmm. or you're, it's going to take you like 10 years longer than you think it should. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, that if you blow up overnight, you should like mm-hmm. better be prepared to deal with that shit. Yeah. Cause what happens is when you, when you become more successful, you have less of that precious creative time. So when you're not hot, you have so your whole life is kind of exploring and playing with creativity itself and trying to like formulate something. Yeah. And then when something catches on, there's a lot of, a lot of your energy goes to maintaining this thing that is now alive. Mm -hmm. That isn't. So like a lot of your energy goes into not, contemplation and create and the creative process right yeah you're sort Mm -hmm. of like um splitting your energy or yeah yeah because you only have so much energy so yeah i think partitioning your energy (laughs) yeah yeah like everybody wants to just pick up paints and be like you know i want to be like i want to be the next alex gray in like two years yeah yeah but But, like you don't want no that's the thing yeah i think another maybe maybe not brutal but just like weird things that arise is like you think it's one thing but it's totally that and a lot of other things yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. you think that like you you think you either want to be like the greatest artist Mm -hmm. or that you want to make a lot of money and be successful or you know what i mean yeah there are all these like quantifiers Mm -hmm. when really it's about the quality of like making the thing Mm -hmm. and the that just like those moments when you're in front of the the canvas or in front of whatever it is that you do that you love that you you're slowly accumulating a a knowledge about yourself yeah and about you know if you're serious about it you're you're trying to make your work better all Mm -hmm. the time so then that sort of circles back around to making making yourself more efficient yeah. or you know striving for human excellence mm-hmm. or whatever you know whatever it is and so it's it it is really like it's both those things at the same time mm-hmm. you know and they feed yeah. into each other well, it's like I, I often think of art as being my guru mm-hmm. it's like the supreme teacher yeah. It's like this cool center point in your life, the creative process that mm-hmm. it's like where you learn everything in a way. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, amen, brother. I had, I had another. <laughs> oh, one of the things. What like what is the question exactly? Name some brutal facts about the art game or the art industry. OK, some brutal facts about the art game is at least. I don't know if other people go through this, but I did. So I used to think, um, dude, if I ever paint at Cosm, then I made it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I painted at Cosm, and I was still John Speaker. And yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, I painted at Cosm. And you weren't suddenly on the Today Show. <laughs> yeah. Or like, ooh, Mirus Gallery wants me to put my art in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. That's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you put your art in a gallery and you have an art show and it's fun and then you're still you and you're doing your thing. Yeah. So I think that's like one of the maybe things, especially, you know, y- younger artists is like 
because you get that thing or that gig it's like it doesn't all just change uh, or like right. you're somehow like this ascended being or something <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a slow drip you know it's like it's sl- it's way slower than you think yeah you know and it's and you're gonna and the other thing is that you're just you're continually going to be tested like mm-hmm. you i don't know if you ever really necessarily just break free and you're like oh well i made it and I'm like i'm a good artist and i'm just doing yeah, it yeah like exactly it, it's going to always challenge you as art is always going to find you where you are and challenge you to become a more resilient human being. And it can be very painful sometimes. Yeah. So that's an inconvenient part of it. Is yeah. that? Well, I think there, the a brutal fact about it is that like, just like anything, it's not your savior. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. anything, it's going to make you, happy sometimes and then Mm. it's going to make you sad when you think it's gone away but then it's going to make you mad because it's front and center Mm. all the time and then you know like it's it's your own consciousness that you always have to deal with Mm. it's never it's never anything else really it's it's like really similar to a uh a friendship or a relationship with your lover or something Mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah exactly yeah Yeah. you just have this weird personal relationship yeah (laughs) And it it can teach you to be good at relationship. It's like yeah, yeah. And sometimes you can forget to like love your art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that. Some, sometimes I'm like really like I've been so mean to my art lately. Yeah, it's like oh, sorry, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean I feel that. you. Yeah. Do you, do you do that often? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's different for everyone, but I I think most artists either have gone through a phase like that or do it every now and then yeah where they're a little too hard because like if you if you're not like a little bit hard on your work like you're probably not an artist yeah if you're you're not critical yeah to any noteworthy degree right yeah i don't know again i'm only talking from my perspective of like a you know peon who's made some festival sales over the year <laughs> like i don't know you know like yeah neither of us is like an authority on art <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> well i think it's kind of cool though because it's also like we're figuring it out as we go along it's, yeah I, I think that's what's kind of cool though is like we uh, you know we're we haven't quote unquote made it or something like but we're we're or do or you make ever make it? it seems again like yeah. it seems like do you ever make it like are, you know well it's like you know yeah but w- wouldn't you say like James Jean made it oh yes <laughs> i'm sure i i think he probably goes i made it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like we're uh we're not just doodlers saying like i want to be an artist one day right sure 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 i mean i and nothing against um festivals and i didn't mean to be so harsh on myself saying i was a peon (laughs) i think i make pretty good art most of the time but um yeah sometimes i'm i'm hard on it yeah um what is do you know do you know how or where the line is when you're being too hard on yourself do you know how to spot when that? I'm like calling myself names like that? I mean, that mm. was sort of like a flourish for the podcast, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and I don't, you know, 
when I'm not serious about it, I, I don't really care. But will you call yourself names like mentally? Um, I used to. Yeah. Like stupid, you know, like. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that's a line for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, but there's, you know, it's again we're we're just talking about these paradoxes or, or polarities in life where mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just run willy-nilly and you know yeah well because what's really weird is sometimes i'll go through you know a week or a couple few week period of where i'm really critical and i'm seeing every flaw and everything i did and i can only see how like terrible of an artist i am yeah and i don't know if there is a line or i don't know where it is because like i'll take myself to the brink to mm-hmm. where I can't stand this anymore. But then yeah. out of it is I have this whole new, like, oh, I've just assessed everything that's bugging me about my art in order. Like, I'm going to grow now. Right. Because, but Yeah, like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a mental dump yeah. about your but then like how work. But then, like, how long is it appropriate to be that critical on yourself? Like, because what if, what if I started being critical on myself and I did it for... 30 years well how how long is it well yeah yeah that was a good question <laughs> like what if i, I was gonna try and out? use the dump analogy again but like that <laughs> doesn't work in that case because you're never sitting on the toilet for 30 years you know no <laughs> <laughs> i guess until you you know when you get sores on your ass you should probably get up <laughs> no i'm uh, i don't know that's a great question that's a great question like because you know, I'm I'm sure there's some. Well, maybe not. I wonder if there's any successful artist who is just like an asshole to themselves. Mm. And yeah, but they're see, like, I like it, and it's like, well, okay, that works for you. Yeah, I <laughs> would know? imagine that's not. I can't imagine that would be the case. You would think, yeah, but maybe not. I mean, that's the thing about uh, you know, like someone's being masochistic towards themselves, mm-hmm. like they like it I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah so it's not you know that's where like the individual sovereignty comes into mm-hmm. into play where you're like yeah okay that's why we need that yeah wait so maybe we should all just be really mean to ourselves all the time and learn to and like see if it. we like it <laughs> hey, you'll never know if you don't try no. yeah no i wouldn't advise that but no. again you know because it could get i don't know you like you dark. know you but yeah. yeah and i and yeah I'm not a masochist, so I don't know what even that's like, but yeah. I'm just using words for thought experiments right now. <laughs> Damn, you know what? We've we've done two hours. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do we ha- Is there any other things that we want to talk about? I'm sure that there is. Well, okay. Do you have, like, any idea about how you want to – it's a new year. Like, how do you want to move forward? Is there anything you want to switch up or I actually um since I'll say like the end of October mm-hmm. I've been very sort of taking a step back from working too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I've been lazy as fuck is what I'm trying to say. I mean it's winter, it's the darkest days of right. the year. Right. But so like I think my you know as it's getting lighter and lighter every day. Mm-hmm. I'm like feeling it too. You know, the sun was out till five today. Yes, yeah, it actually is really 
you affecting can, me it's in a, a positive it's way. It's a big difference now. And mm-hmm. it, Sarah and I were talking about this. It it feels like it takes so long for it to come out. You know, it gets dark, 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 darker, 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 darkest. And then it's like, is this ever going to lift? <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's. I feel like it's starting to come out of that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just want to be more productive and just more on top of shit. That's cool. Writing shit. I, it was also cool because uh, this planner right here, I got a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but it was a 21... 20- 2021 planner and so you know as soon as january 1st hit i was like you're like oh i can make plans i was like okay here we go you can't make plans without a calendar and man i've noticed that writing stuff down recently has really helped me articulate my thoughts and just get everything a lot more clear yeah i think i think daily writing is one of the most insane magic tricks that could be a part of your regimen yeah like it's to me writing is such a magic trick because you you like sort shit out and you're like oh yeah and and like i'm gonna do this and that and this i don't know and if you don't do that you're just gonna float yeah i do yeah i mean i've been floating through most of my life (laughs) apparently (laughs) (laughs) but especially for the podcast not to get too meta here mm-hmm. but uh i find that just having a very solid systematic well articulated kind of list of things i want to ask or talk about yeah just makes it easier for everybody yeah and right. i I'm, I'm again you know like i'm very still a noob at the whole podcast thing mm-hmm. but um i'm learning you know yeah like oh i should if i'm going to be talking all the time i should definitely be writing a lot of the time sort my shit out yeah and it helps just to keep having conversations regularly too Mm -hmm. feeling like i i think for me now the trick is to try and feel regular around even someone i just met who could be sort of someone i may have idolized yeah you know Mm -hmm. and so that's where well, like I'm Anthony at. or no no other other people other people yeah that <laughs> oh I, me yeah you oh okay yeah God. <laughs> no but but it's or just you know if I want to have Alex Gray on I don't want to or fill in the blank yeah whoever um you know you don't want to be yeah I don't I don't want to be like um like internally nervous and just like mm-hmm. you know i'd I'd like to be myself yeah but that also sort of takes i realize that that also sort of takes time and i don't want to dump the full kit and caboodle on someone like right away <laughs> like you know i don't want to be using silly voices so much <laughs> yeah. like, why not i mean maybe you do maybe i, I mean i do that's <laughs> the the truth but like do they Mm. Yeah, gotta read the room make sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm just trying to get more again just more comfortable with uh speaking and, that's cool and um that's my last name i I really also uh i think am hitting a stride with integrating the podcast like how i want to do it because 
if you followed the show, you know that it's probably <laughs> that like I've been having trouble kind of sticking with it and and feeling inspired. And, um, it's a tough thing to manage, and yeah, just figure out a flow. So yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the the steez is to just do shit like this. Just do it like this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to leave my house. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and like Zoom is tight for that that's mm-hmm. great i'm stoked about that um but you know yeah it's fun to just yeah. let it be fun and when i say my house i mean mike dempsey's house <laughs> <laughs> or my backyard studio at yeah we're at mike. andrew's like cool garage shouts studio. mike dempsey love you buddy yeah mike madhouse art madhouse art check us out instant gram um but yeah i don't know i'm i it's all about integration this year and making things click. Yeah. Which I guess it has been every year. <laughs> what about you? Uh, kind of along the similar lines. Uh, well, I really want to, you know, however weird the sounds is, I know how to, I know how to make it work. Like I know how to be monetarily successful. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I figured that out. Cool great you know it was like a lot of work to figure fantastic (laughs) like it was a lot of work to figure it out yeah but that isn't necessarily totally fulfilling it's a big aspect of being fulfilled that i figured out but i think this year i just want to i want to try to have more fun like actually have fun and make time for fun and make time for things that aren't necessarily art related just yeah just enjoying life so just so i can feel a a deeper sense of peace and happiness and i can share that with the people that i love like so i can just be like a better partner to blair and a better friend to you guys and a Mm -hmm. better son to my parents and sure and yeah i i want to learn yeah how to have a good time and also get my shit done and you know just kind of lessen the attachment to I don't know, the striving to be a, you know, successful artist. Kind of like let go of some of that attachment and just let it happen on its own. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Yeah. Incorporating meditation. and Yeah, it seems, yeah. I think it's all about like balance, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seems to be for me. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to find because I think like I had a really great year, but then the end of the year, at least for me, kind of, it started showing me all the blind spots I had. Mm. It was like, I had a great year. It was all good. But then there's like this weird depression that crept in at the end of the year. Yeah. But I was looking at it and being like, oh, yeah, like, man, I haven't been having like a lot of fun. Mm. And like, mm. life, it's okay f- to want life to be fun. Like, maybe, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. It is a. Uh, it is a new year indeed. It is. So cheers to that. Shouts cheers. shouts twenty twenty one. And congrats twenty twenty on uh ending in train wreck style. <laughs> like we all knew that you would. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you're like, <laughs> is it even worth it saying because everybody's doing yeah. it, but like what a weird fucking year, man. Yeah. God. Yeah. I hope everybody's doing all right out there. Yeah. I, I mean it's if you it's if you're doing times. if you 
if you're not doing all right, seek help. Yeah. Or, or reach out. Or, I mean, even even write to me if you want to. Yeah. Just say, say what's podcast up. Podcast at gmail dot com. And yeah, I'll talk to you because shit's rough right now. <laughs> and um, this, you know, this podcast isn't big enough to where. I'm not going to be overrun with emails for (laughs) being a pro bono therapist. (laughs) Like I want to, you know, I do want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, if this year got you feeling all fucked up where it's a perfectly valid, it's perfectly valid. First of all, all all feelings I've learned, all emotional states are valid, Mm -hmm. but not, not all emotional states are worth hanging out in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, and, and at least, you know, like sometimes I need to hear things like this, even though we've probably all heard a bunch that, yeah, you know, if you're in a tough spot and shit feels fucked up, everything is temporary. And, you know, sometimes things go down, but they always go back up too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just try to be nice to yourself and other people and do your best and keep working at it and, you know. We'll do it. Hell Let's yeah. Do it. We're doing it. We're already doing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, So you want to wrap it up? Should we wrap it up? Oh. Yeah. Visionary haiku, motherfucker. Okay. What's this? You mean you haven't listened to the end of all the podcasts where I do the visionary haiku with, with the guest? No, I haven't. Oh, boy. You're in for a treat. <laughs> um. <laughs> So basically what we do is mm-hmm. haikus are five, seven, five. Each of us picks out a word. Okay. And we go back and forth. So you start. Okay. But the the word it's, you know, the the first line is five syllables. Okay. Second line is seven syllables. Okay. Third line is five syllables. Okay. I don't think I've ever written a haiku. So uh, I just... Po- I feel like you'd be a good haiku writer. And yeah. I, that's no bullshit. Oh. You're always like summing shit up so just like <laughs> nicely and neatly and in a short little simple sentence yeah because i'm a genius exactly uh, so you're it, a haiku savant do i just put one word down one word down okay here wait hang on a second yeah but the first line will be five syllables okay so let's see here uh, okay i'm putting down Reptilian. Ooh, reptilian. I've only got room for one syllable word right now. All right. Reptilian as. Reptilian as. And this one's seven syllables. No, this could this could be the beginning of like a description for a uh, uh, weird painting or something. Like it's like a reptilian as the mammal of the artificial Ooh. intelligence. Uh, reptilian as frequencies. <laughs> <laughs> How many is frequencies? Three. Three. Frequencies. Yeah. Frequencies. Yeah. Okay. Reptilian as frequencies. Andrew's thinking. He's sifting. I'm sifting. I'm sifting through. 
This is the uh he didn't like that one. He's no. he's still going. Has a lot frequencies of, a lot of head shaking. The reptilian has frequencies. Mm. I want it to make sense too, you know? Yeah. Well as frequencies uh spiral. Reptilian as frequency spi- <laughs> spiral. So that's four. F- five total. Five. On that one. Uh, okay. So I added coffee. Coffee's two, right? Coffee. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Reptilian as frequency spiral coffee. Wow, dude, nice. <laughs> Do you have the... Oh, it's right there. Oh. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. As reptilian, as frequencies, spiral coffee. <laughs> um, we might happen upon a miracle. We might. We might... Dude, we might save the world with this haiku, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> So the last line is five. Five again, yeah. Okay. So let's catch everybody up to date. Reptilian as uh, frequencies. <laughs> reptilian as frequencies spiral coffee. Illusion. That's <laughs> three. All right, reptilian I, as frequency spiral coffee. Illusion. This is perfect. It is. <laughs> All right, read it to the to, to the beautiful people. Reptilian as frequencies spiral coffee. Illusion K-hole. <laughs> <laughs> that describes... Very zen, dude. Very zen of us. <laughs> that was pretty good. Man, that was great. Fuck. Well, I can tell 2021 is going to be way better. Yeah. And if it's not then uh, I'm going to delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just that part of the podcast, not the you whole have to thing. Tuck your tail between your legs and go home. And be like, I'll never predict it. It wasn't better, Andrew. You're dead to me. <laughs> you gave me false you hope. You messed us up. You, you gave me hope. It didn't work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't hold on to hope, but don't give in to despair. Mm. I think that's this year's model. That's, Maybe that's a good one. Did you make that up? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I definitely didn't. I didn't make any of those four words up. No, that's true. Yeah. Or or those two concepts. Mm. Why did I think there were only four words? I'm still thinking in haikus. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Let's wrap it up, dude. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Dude, this is tight. honor to be your guest. Yeah, dude. Thank you. <laughs> we deep, just did prayer hands to each other. Deep bro bows, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and thank you for listening. If you got through this, um, tell me your favorite part and maybe I'll send you something. Yeah, I'll send you something too. Why not? John will send you something. I'll send you a cool pack. Like some stickers. Yeah, maybe a print or something. Wigwags. Yeah, we'll give you something. Some dilly wongles. Yeah, but it has to be a good entry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you have to... You Just let us know what the haiku was and... uh, We'll send you something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll send you some of my art, or John will send you some of his, whichever you prefer. Yeah, whatever. Or we'll give, we'll each give you something. 
Yeah. Well, uh, we should get together a care package. Yeah. For the first person who writes in. You can write into either of us. Mm-hmm. And so the first person who writes in will throw in $20 print and like a sticker or two. Okay. What do yeah. you think? From both of us. That sounds cool. Yeah. So shouts to you for listening. Yes. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Welp. Well, See uh, you later. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you guys for listening and for welcoming John back into uh, the conversational fold, if not for every podcast, for a very good one. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you.